following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Debauchery. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to try two of Common Debauchery. Uh, Yeah, we're professionals, and we... Sometimes we're not recording. Sometimes you forget. First time we tried this, we got about half an hour in. Sometimes you forget to put things in the hole. Put a little hair around That's it. That's what find she it. said. Yeah. So uh, we tried this once, and hopefully this one's pretty, uh, just as good as the last one seemed to be going. I forgot to plug the microphones in, so uh, I sounded fantastic because my laptop is sitting right in front of me. The other two sounded like they were off in the distance. Hopefully, we have that problem remedied and. Uh, if not, I wonder if that's what happened with the episode last week. I don't think so because I definitely like I just reset this up. Yeah. But, uh, so we are here and we're going to re-talk about fun, weird, wild, and crazy stories that are you know from our parents, like about our parents. And a lot of this stems off of the fact that it's Mother's Day while we're recording this, and we all just spent time with our loved and respected mothers respectfully and somewhat combined for two of us i am joined again as always recently by rotten jack no i mean i am a co-host now you are the the official co-host and the uh official sometimes co-host alley cat's back y'all hello what's going on i'm excited to talk parent shit more parent shit do it again we're gonna rehash yeah because let's be real our parents have gotten off on telling stories about us growing up so it's our turn Oh, you know, whenever you did some dumb shit, 10 minutes later, they were on the phone with their friends. You know what my fucking kid just did? I mean, I cannot wait. Like, Derek and I talk all the time about how we cannot wait to laugh at the shit that our kids are going to do. I cannot wait for these fucking phone calls. But it's also pretty (laughs) fun. Yeah. It's also going to be fun to turn the tables a little bit. Like, Jaws is going to call me at, like, 10 at night and be like, bro, like, you're not going to believe what this fucking kid just did today. Yeah. It's going to be great. Just wait for the world to have little jazzes running around in it. Anyway, so what what is what is the biggest lie that parents every parent in North America tells their kids? I mean, let's not generalize, but it's Santa. Ho ho ho, motherfucker. How how old were you when you stopped when you realized that Santa wasn't real? I'm so embarrassed. My story. My story is my story is an interesting one. So when I stopped believing in Santa, I was in fifth grade. And I feel like most of my friends, I believe, stopped believing before I did. But, like, you know what's that unspoken rule? Like, you don't ruin it for everyone else, right? Yeah, don't be a dick. Unless you're my cousins who decided to tell their fucking kid when they were, like, four years old. No. Listen, I am so, like, looking back now, I'm so sad that I found out. Because who wants to lose that magic of Christmas, right? But I am a little fucking nerd. I still am a little fucking nerd, but back then I was in fifth grade. We all are. We're doing a fucking podcast. <laughs> That's true. And, and as soon as we get done, we're going to plug in the N64 and get weird. Yeah. We're nerds. Anyway, so I was a nerd because I found out that Santa wasn't real in social studies class when they started talking about, like, the North Pole being barren and, like, devoid of life. Like, what you see in the Polar Express is how I found out Santa wasn't real. And... I came home and I was like, yo, mom, what's up with this? She's like, let's go take a walk around the block. So she dropped some knowledge on me. And when I say dropped some knowledge, not only did she tell me Santa wasn't real, but I looked at her and I was like, mom, 
like what about the tooth fairy and the easter bunny like tell me like santa's more believable like tell me those aren't real too and she's like yeah no also we should probably talk about the birds and the bees that's one hell of a fucking <laughs> twist to go from hey by the way yeah santa santa the tooth fairy and easter bunny those are all just me and your dad like those aren't real also we're gonna talk about fucking yeah, it was, so fifth grade right. is the magical year the in school where they pull you into separate rooms. How do you make that left fucking turn from Santa to the and So, like, bees? part of me thinks, like I was saying, like, fifth grade's that magical year where in school they pull you into separate rooms and you the boys get to talk about erections and girls get to talk about periods. I don't, I don't remember when I... I, I went, I I went to think... Catholic school. So Catholic school, no. But, like, yeah. this this happened, this factually happened to me in fifth grade. Maybe it's not for everyone. But I feel like there was a permission slip that came home that parents had to sign. I feel like I didn't get any of that in school until sixth grade when we started, like, health class. So it's very possible that my mom had this permission slip sitting on her desk and she was like, this bitch just found out about Santa in social studies. Next week in science, she's going to learn about periods. Let's just lay it all on the line. I, I'm just sitting here laughing, like, at the internal conversation that Janice has had about fucking this little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm probably flowering up my yeah. mom's language there, the but... School teacher kids, like... So, yeah. I mean... teaching them legit science so, that's so Al, that Santa's not real? Yeah, so Al, Allie found out that Santa was fake because science. Um, <laughs> Social studies. Yeah. Geography, to be exact. Yeah. That's still science. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway. Studies is literally social science. The study of social sciences. Okay. We're moving um, on from this story. Rotten Jack, how about you, man? Um, are we going to keep on the, like, the... Yeah, the, uh, the when, when did... When did... Um, I was probably, like, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth grade, somewhere in there. Right. Um, I don't know exactly when, um, but I can tell you it was when I finally had, like, the cognitive abilities to recognize people's handwriting uh, because, you know, I'd see my mom's handwriting all the time. You know, I'd see my aunt's handwriting all the time. And eventually I just put two and two together. Like, all the labels on my presents from Christmas or, you know, two jeans from Santa. And I'm like, hmm, this looks identical to my mom's Weird. handwriting. Weird. San- aunt's handwriting. Santa has the same handwriting as my mom and the Easter Bunny and the Postmaster General. and Right. Like if they wanted, if they wanted me to, if they wanted to get away with him for a little longer, they should have just had my dad write the shit because, like, I never saw my dad's handwriting as a kid. Totally. My parents fair. typed it, but I, I also I remember I had my dad sign like a per- a permission slip or like uh, like a report card or and something. And the school didn't believe you. Well, number one, me and my dad had the same name. I'm a junior. Right. Uh, so they literally thought that like I just signed my dad's fucking like my own name. And then there was like a whole big to do, and my dad comes in. He's like, "Uh, he's a junior. Like I'm Eugene Williams Senior. Uh, (laughs) From henceforth, you will be known as a sequel. (laughs) Just so you know. What about you, Jess? Sequels are better. Tell us about your Santa story. So my Santa story, to keep it as short winded as humanly possible, here. um, You do that? No, never. I run. I run three podcasts. I co-host two more. I'm not. I don't do the whole short-winded thing. And he used to do this just by himself. So I, I, you, I have lived with him for four years. I'm you know well aware. Talk to himself for an hour. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, we used to have one of the 
male older male family members in the household dress up as Santa for Christmas when it was me, uh, me, my family, my aunt, uncle, that my cousins, all that, and it was great because we were all around the same age. Because uh, yeah. we're both Polish families, did you guys do the Christmas wafer? Yeah, yeah, still okay. do, still do. Yeah, so yeah. Do. so um, we used to you know have to get down on you know, say our prayers in front of Santa. And, um, for the longest time, my, my dad's dad, my grandpa or my Jojo, as we know him, um, used to dress up as Santa. He was scary, like deep set eyes, like just had this very intimidating look about him. And when he put in, you know, put the pillow inside the suit with him to be a little chubby and put the glasses and the hat on with the wig, like we didn't recognize him despite the fact that it was still his normal beard. And, then my cousin Nick, uh, his birthday is Christmas Eve, so we used to watch him get his birthday spankings from Santa before we had to say our prayers under penalty of not getting our gifts. That is a kink that I didn't know existed. Like, <laughs> I listen, come here, I, boy, sit on Santa's lap. I'm I'm gonna put you to task of googling Santa porn and don't tell me. What oh my comes god! Up. Don't tell me what comes. No, phone. no, we're nope. not we're not doing it on air. We're not doing it on the recording. I think I, nope. Anyway. I'm not going to show you. Oh, God, he's doing it. Anyway, so uh, it, it after my Jojo uh, couldn't really do that anymore, um, you know, because of old age and illness and whatnot, it became my, uh, my great uncle John. And my great uncle John had a very specific way of I speaking. immediately. I believe you. Um, so my great uncle, <laughs> my, uh, my great uncle John had, you know, it was, it was very, they're very easy to realize it was him. And like me, my cousin Nick, and my sister were all like, hmm. so Uncle John Santa, huh? Yeah, you noticed that too? Yeah. And like my, <laughs> my cousin Christy was like five years old and all of the background was like, took you long enough, you little fuckers. <laughs> so that's, that's when the whole thing got spoiled for me. I, like the Easter Bunny was always kind of like a, I don't know that I ever overly believed in the Easter Bunny. Yeah, me neither. Um, you know, I definitely didn't have that stemmed into the birds and the bees conversation, which I don't. Day. I don't think I've ever had that that, that talk. I know no, you told I never, me that. I never actually had that talk with my parents either. So, no. like, I feel like not, we're looking at a generational difference not here. Not my recollection. Because recollection. we've talked about some of the experiences that you guys had growing up, and then some of the experiences that I've had growing up, and just like I'm seven years younger, and you wouldn't think that that like is substantially different, but there are there are times that like that that's noticeable. Yeah, I feel it, like this it is comes with the birds and the bees but talk it, it also and things be, like that. Like me and Jaws are from heavily Polish families. And Very true. Not. And you're from Barbizala. No, my family's. Excuse me. What? <laughs> Ellie is actually a member of the Russian Bratva. <laughs> my family is Italian. <laughs> I said what I said. You guys are savage. <laughs> Moving on. Oh God, that's going to be a sound clip, and I love it. Um... <laughs> So, uh, have you guys ever had a, a story that your parents told that you just believed for way too long? Like yeah. like Santa, but like specific to you? I have two. No. All right. So I, I'm honestly upset. Like I can't think of one. So I I have one, and this is kind of the, the story that stemmed the topic. And so my dad was in the military, uh, and he served for a bit. Um, I mean, he's got a scar on his stomach. And I would ask him, I asked him when I was little, when I was young, hey, Dad, what's, you know, what's that scar from? And he told me that when he was returning to base after being out on a mission of some kind, that he came to a, you know, 
a spot in the path where a, a lion came out of one area and a tiger came out of another, and he only had one bullet left in his gun, so he pulled up, put his well, boot... number one, that's just poor mismanagement. You should always make sure you have a full what? mag in your weapon. Right, but if he, he the whole thing was he didn't have any ammo left except for one bullet. So he put his boot knife in front of the barrel of the gun, pulled ye old trigger, split the bullet in half, hit both animals, but when they lunged, one of them got... style. Right. (laughs) Right. One of them, whether it was the lion or the tiger, got hit, you know, his claw got my dad's stomach and left the scar. I believe that till I was like 16. Yeah. So I've been shooting... My whole life, like since I was four. You would think that my intelligent human brain would be like, wait a minute. But there was a chunk of time in my life that I didn't really tell this story and it came up, I don't even know how, one day. And it, probably talking about like scars and birthmarks and stuff and this came up and I was telling the story and I got like halfway through it and went, I'm an idiot. That's not a thing. God damn it. And I'm pretty sure I went home and asked my dad like, all right, what's the real story behind your scar? And I got it. And it's still a very good story, but I don't want to get it wrong, so I won't. I will not tell it. But uh, it's definitely not having to do with a lion and a tiger. It was actually a leopard and a bear. The, the, <laughs> worst, the worst part about it was my dad was stationed in Mississippi when he was stateside and Greece when he was overseas. Oh, yeah. Heavily populated with lions and tigers. And bears totally. on lion. Yeah, so I wanted to buy into the fact that my dad was a fucking superhero. And, like, again, I've made this man see, or I've seen this man make some incredible shots when we've been hunting. Like, stuff that I would never even consider. Dropped a bucket almost 300 yards with a deer slug and a 12-gauge. I never thought to question, shoot. No shit! (laughs) Yes! Yes! Yeah, the man's a dead eye. So, like, why would I ever think, like, hey, no way you did that? Nope. Yeah, let's go. I believe it. And then I tell the story, and I'm like, mm, no, okay, I'm dumb. I'm going to stop telling the story because I, I sound like an idiot. I definitely don't have any stories that are that epic that, like, were lies that my parents told me. However, when we were younger, me and my brother used to ask my parents to tell us a story about when they were little. So, I have tons of stories that my parents told us about when they were little. And, you know, I'm 27, and I look back on my life, and I'm like, shit, I don't remember. I don't remember anything. Like, I feel like I don't remember much of my childhood. And I, it makes me question now. Like, your story is making me question how much of <laughs> the stories that my parents told us were probably made up. You knew you remember stuff from your childhood, like Spaghetti Way and Lasagna Avenue and all that good stuff. <laughs> you, okay, you remember a lot of Ben stories, but that's Yeah, well, you know. Anyway, so if we're talking about lies that our parents told us, the... The two that come to mind, and the one I, the one is like, I think every parent has told their kids this in some way or another, where if you turn on the lights in the cars, like the overhead lights or the dome lights, it's illegal. My mom told me that, and I yeah. believed that until That's I was like, like driving. One yeah, handbook. page one. It's probably just annoying for them as they're driving, and right. they don't want to like be distracted by whatever bullshit you're I mean, pulling in the car. Like, I fucking hate. When, like, I'm driving and someone's, like, looking for something, they turn on, like, the dome light. I'm right. Like, I fucking hate it. It's annoying, so you tell them it's illegal. I legitimately, though, believe that, like, well into my driving years. And then I was like, you know what? That's, that doesn't make any sense. I know better. Um, but the other one, oh, my gosh. This one makes me cringe a little. And it's just so typical of my mother. My mom is a band teacher. 
So growing up, we lived in a development and the ice cream man would come down our street and she used to tell us that it was a music truck because she's a music teacher. So like the music truck just comes and drives down the street. He's playing music for us. It's really nice. I did not know that there was ice cream in that son bitch until I was like 12. That's embarrassing. Nice well, going. A little bit, a little bit. That's what you get for watching Santa porn. That was Gene. I'm pretty sure Gene was talking about his phone going off on air. Yeah. What? I'm confused. Yeah. Anyway. Too much wine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have the ice cream truck in my neighborhood. It rarely ever came through mine. Well, did you grow up in like a neighborhood neighborhood? Yeah. yeah I, I grew for some, for some reason, it never, like, maybe, maybe once or twice a summer, and then sometimes it didn't come for years. Yeah, see, my street was a, it's one of the few north-south streets on, in this area, and uh, yeah, I, if you stopped to get ice cream, it, it was kind of like playing Russian roulette, like, oh, come get ice cream, get hit by a semi, hey, you win some, you lose some. Oh my god. Nutty buddy, splat. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. I mean, you, you've been at my parents' house, like, people haul ass down ransom. They it's sure insane. Do. Yeah. Uh, so not really a parent story, but just a funny ice cream story. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. So we were at like the, uh, the Akron 4th of July parade one year when we were kids and Perry's ice cream is right there. So they're like handing out like all kinds of like popsicles and you know, what have you on the street. Right. Well, one of the dudes that was on the Perry's ice cream float decides he's going to start launching popsicles and shit off the float. Sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was all fun and games till my brother took a fucking cream scoop in the face. <laughs> Wasn't paying attention, turned around, right in the mouth. Oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome! That's ever seen. so that's great. great. So one of the probably the biggest ones, and it's it's kind of specific to our area here in Buffalo, Western New York. Father Baker. Mm, yeah. Father Baker. Yeah. If yep. you were a bad kid, if you were pissing your parents off, something you fierce. didn't even have to be a bad kid. You just had to be having like one of those days where you're just on mom's last nerve. Yeah. I do want to specify here that this is another one of those generational things because I don't believe that my parents ever threatened me with Father Baker. However, I did hear about Father Baker, so I'm not like completely in the dark. I knew who he was, but I more so got threatened with like all girls school, or my dad used to talk about how I would have to move into the shed when I became a teenager. <laughs> but that was it. However, I knew who Father Baker was. Carry on. Yeah. Like, my parents, like, took it one more step. That Well, it was more so my mom. Uh, instead of just telling me she was going to send me to Father Baker, she used to call my neighbor on the phone. And he used to come <laughs> over dressed in, like, a trench coat and a wig and a hat. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, like, nightmares are made of. You wonder why my man's got a serial killer tattoo? Are you okay? Tattoos. Like, it's a whole sleeve. Right. I consider the entire sleeve a gigantic tattoo. No, that's true. But yeah, like, sometimes I wonder why I'm fucked up the way I am. And then I realize that, like, my parents did shit like that to me. Damn. I mean, it's hilarious looking back on it, but, like, that scared <laughs> the fuck out of me as a kid. Did, did, did you straighten up? No. <laughs> <laughs> why, so why it didn't you? really work. No. But, like, I remember, like, as a kid, like screaming and like hiding under my bed i mean like, we probably should walking, specify who father baker is yeah. so uh 
venerable Nelson Henry Baker, a.k.a. Father Baker. Uh, I had to look up what venerable means because they make a point of saying it. Uh, It it basically means he's one step below being a saint. Yes. Uh, And it's actually a transition to Buddhist title uh, and a word of of praise. So Father Baker, um, he helped develop the City of Charity under the patronage Our Lady of Victory in Lackawanna, which consisted of a a minor basilica, an infant home, a home for unwed mothers, a boys' orphanage, a boys' protectory, a hospital, a nurse's house, and a grade and high school. Mm -hmm. Now, why? Like, this dude is, again, a step below being a saint. Like, whatever your feelings on the Catholic Church are, like, throw them out the window. Like, we're not talking about that. Like, it's literally, like, this man is probably one of the most important and loving and caring and giving people that have ever lived in the world. And he was ten minutes down the road from us. Yeah. Uh, and he was... Yeah, our parents threatened... Yeah. Yes. To send us to Father Baker. And, like, that was enough to scare kids to, like, get their shit together. But, like, knowing that now, I'm like, eh, maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, dude's, dude's one step below being a fucking saint in the Catholic Church. Like, eh, can't be that bad. Uh, so it's technically two, I just found out. But oh, I mean, but, but still. Like, that's still about 18 to 25 further than honestly, I am. Honestly, 18 I to think, 25? I think it's steps. because... Yeah, uh, honey, Like, no. certain steps, you have to be in certain steps for a certain amount of time before you can, like, move up. Yes, he was named... What is what I say? Venerable. Venerable in 2011. Yeah. So, uh, but like, in order to even be considered, like this man had documented, well documented miracles that he performed to some extent or another that satisfied the Catholic Church enough to go, "Yep, we're putting this man up for sainthood." Like he's going to be right up there with Saint Teresa, you know. The the dude you pray to when you lose your keys and shit. Saint Anthony. Oh my god! No, but really though, I mean, let's let's be real here. This guy was like basically a saint, and our parents were threatening to send us to Father Baker, and that was like, scary. As a now and it scared the shit out of us. You went to Catholic school, Jaws. So <laughs> look how he turned out. I mean, that's not what I'm referencing, <laughs> but like, what was your experience with Father Baker? My parents used to threaten me to take me there, too. Like, if I fucked off, it was like, we'll take you to Father Baker's. Like, it was it was weird. And, like, so at, at the same point, like, it, it took a step further because we went on a trip to the Basilica. And we went inside. And inside this place, which is both, like, churchy and creepy. It's beautiful. Yes, but when you go in the evening and it's empty, it's creepy. Well, I mean, any fucking church is creepy uh-huh. when it's empty. No, I went to the Vatican. That place is scary. This dude, he died back in the day when they used to pour wax over your face to yeah, get it's called in. the death mask. Yes. And then they would paint it to look like you. And they stopped doing it because they were hard to upkeep. This dude's death mask still exists in a small little... It's like pristine condition. Yes, in like a... It's got to be in like an airtight It is, it is. It's it's in an airtight, uh, humidity and temperature controlled, sealed display box. I don't know how I would feel about seeing that. It's creepy. It's, It's something that like you probably should see 
because of who he was. Right. Um, I mean, like I said, I went to the Vatican. I've seen, like, plenty of creepy shit like that. But, yeah. I mean, as a kid, I feel like that would give me nightmares. (laughs) Yeah, probably. So, uh, in this time, I've been looking up what it takes to become a saint. Yes. Uh, We're on a tangent here. Oh, we sure are. So, uh, it's, you have to wait at least five years after death. Before you can even be nominated. Yes. Um, the longest is 1,164 years after dying. Um, St. Beatty, the theologian, was named a saint. Uh, you have to become a, become a servant of God, which he was decreed in 1987. Uh, so show proof of life of a of heroic virtue, which he's already done. Um, verified miracles, which is being called a, be, which is called beatification, which he has not done yet. And then canonization as a saint. So my man yeah. is two steps away. Yeah, it, it's gonna happen. Like it's been in the works. Yeah, since, like, they're they're the working day on it. He was like five years past his death date, so. But to get back on topic of the actual podcast, because this is another fascinating topic we could probably live on for a day. Yeah. Um, on top of your parents threatening to take you to Father Baker's, did you ever have an issue or a thing where you're like, I'm going to call Child Protective Services because I'm a little piece of shit? Yep. Nope. Yeah. You know what my dad told okay, me? Okay. So this is fun in, a, in the sense that like Allie was the, like, the good kid in I her did, family. I did bad things. Like twice. Yeah, and you only got gra- twice. And you got grounded forever, and you never did them again. That's very true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> did I mention I was a nerd? Yes. Okay. We're doing a podcast. Well, we're all fucking nerds. And we're, we're about to plug in the N64 when we're done here. And, and get and get real weird. I know. All right, moving okay. on. Yeah. I was a nerd. I did not even know about CPS, nor would I have even thought to threaten my parents with it. So this was that time where, like, you, okay, normally kids threaten to call CPS when they feel they're being unjustly punished. Right. Or you ask for something and get told no. Yeah. So you're telling your parents, like, you're not treating me fairly. I mean, I will say, quick sidebar, that whenever I, I wasn't, whenever I was told no and I, like, threw a fit about it, my parents would sing that song, you can't always get what you want. Yep. Like, literally, I have heard that in my adulthood, and I cringe. <laughs> I cringe. Guys, I, I have PTSD I from this song. Like, it is not okay. <laughs> I, my parents I laugh. sang it so many times. So, like, I would just, like, storm up to my room. Like, I don't know. I was a typical brat. Well, I just Burger didn't. When Burger King started the, you know, had the have it your way slogan, you know, like, the parents always came out with the, this ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way. Yeah. But no CPS over here, no. no. Yeah, so... In my house, whenever the Jaws didn't get what he wanted thing happened, it was, I'm going to call CPS. Because when you hear about CPS, you hear the words Child Protective Services. And on the surface, you're like, oh, they're a service that protects children. I should be protected from my parents telling me no. Right. And And you don't have it in your head that they're not going to take what a 10-year-old says at face value. Like, what are you going to tell them? They wouldn't buy me that Lego set. Right. CPS is going to laugh at you. I wanted the new Megazord. Mom told me no. So the first and one of the only times that I threatened to call CPS or the cops on my parents for, again, not buying me some Power Rangers, the answer I got was, go ahead. Wait, what? 
go ahead. They're taking you, not me. Because in my head was like, oh, I'm going to call the cops. They're going to take you and I get to be Richie Rich. Yeah. Nope. The answer was, uh, they're going to take you. I'm going to live my life until this goes to court and you're going to go to a shitty group home. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, my dad did one better. Oh, God. Yep. Told him I was going to call the cops or the CPS or whatever. And he goes, I'll fucking dial the phone for you. He goes, it's going to take him at least 10 minutes to get here. So, uh, hope you say your prayers because you're going to get an ass whooping for the next 10 minutes. Because <laughs> if they're going to take me away, I'm going to fucking make it worth it. Yeah, that, that was the fun part of growing up in the spanking generation. Yeah. Um, Not so, me. Not me. No? All right, Sorry, so guys. In, besides spankings, like, what else did your parents, like, I caught the, uh, caught, with? I caught a wooden spoon a couple times. Yeah. Uh, there was a metal spoon with holes in it. That hurt because, you know, less wind resistance, apparently. Yeah. Because sometimes you got to use science to beat someone's ass. <laughs> I don't think I ever got the slotted spoon, but I definitely got the wooden spoon. Um, probably the best and most creative thing that I ever got my ass beat with. Uh, my dad chased me around the yard and beat me with a piece of Hot Wheels track. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I hit my brother with it and my brother started crying. So my Oh yeah. Yeah. Gonna get it. Chasing my ass around the backyard and fucking got me a couple times with it. Looking back on it, it's fucking hilarious to think about my dad's chasing my ass with that yellow like a three foot long yeah. piece of Hot Wheels. That shit actually hurts. Like you get I believe you. fucking raised edges. Like, ho, oh, oh. Yo, so uh, my, the, the threat at my parents, I never saw it. So I, I question is its existence. But I heard stories from both my mom and my uncle about my grandfather on my mom's side having a cat of nine tails, which was a broomstick with a weightlifting belt cut into nine separate straps mm-hmm. that you'd get your ass whooped with. And when I say get your like when I when I reference getting your ass whooped, it's literally getting your physical rear end beaten in a spanking type motion with a yeah. thing. Not like they just hauled off and beat yeah, the shit it, out of us. No, like they literally like beat my ass. Like No, the only the only time that my mom thought she was gonna have any kind of trouble was when I tripped over the stairs in my basement playing Ghost in the Graveyard and I knocked my two front teeth out. <laughs> The next day, my sister blasted me in the face with a car door, and like, here I am, like, my two front teeth are gone, I'm bleeding, and my parent, my mom's like, I'm gonna get fucking arrested. Jesus One time Christ. I shoved my brother's head into a slide and dented his tooth. He never lets me live it down. I got a fun one based on that. So, my, my dad used to, before we move on to that, though, uh, I used to think that my dad used to hit me on the ass with a belt. Um, he never actually did. I... Like, we talked about this when I got older. I was like, man, I can't believe you actually, like, hit me with a belt on the ass. He goes, I never did. He goes, I never once touched you with a belt. He goes, I would make you bend over the bed, pull your pants down to your knees, and I would take my belt off, and I would just hold it there, and I would put it together, and then, you know how you just, like, pull it, and it makes that snap? Yeah. That's all he ever did. But that snap... You know, yeah, psychological warfare. Oh, damn. Gotta, you gotta be smarter than your enemy. Some conditioning there. Quite honestly, the only time my dad ever hit me was when he hit me with that Hot Wheels track, and I kind of deserved it. And uh, when I was like 15 or 16, I finally thought that I could take my dad in a fight and found out the wrong way, huh? I neglected to remember that my dad was like a state champion wrestler in high school. 
Um, so and I there took, are some things you don't forget how to do. Yeah, I took one swing at this man, and before I fucking knew it, I was upside down and on the ground in a headlock, and I had no fucking clue what the hell just happened. Took took a swing at the old man, ended up getting splatled. Yeah, and that was. 15, 16 years ago, and to this day, I've still never tried to dig another swing. I'm going to wait till he's like 80, then it might be <laughs> That's fucking That's savage. Yeah. I might have a chance at that point. So, this one isn't my dad telling a lie or omitting anything, like, toward me, but more on my behalf. Uh, so, my mom worked at a... Um, my mom worked at... She was an ICU nurse for... 40 years and she was always at work when the stupid shit happened right like so there was a day it's me always works. i mean for me it was my dad like whenever some stupid shit went down i'd be like don't tell me that oh, oh God, no, 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 no 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 don't don't get that only the stupid shit happened when mom wasn't home for right me. like so and that's like so the stupid shit happened when mom was at work but the stupid shit i'm not talking about me being in trouble because if I if I did something like it was always like wait till your father gets home I'm sorry like no no this was me and my sister were playing Ninja Turtles in the backyard and whenever we played Ninja Turtles she was Donatello because she liked the color purple and I was Leonardo because I liked swords <laughs> duh well one time like you know I never got to play with real swords when we were doing it but she always would grab like a broomstick and get to use a real bow staff like Donatello did. So I got tired of that shit one day, and I wanted to play with the bow staff too, so I did. We were running around the backyard having a grand old time, and I decided to go down the slide with a stick in my hand. Jaws goes down slide, slide ends, stick goes in ground, Jaws's head goes forward, stick goes in Jaws's eye. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So here's Dad driving little baby Jaws to the emergency room of the hospital my mom works at, at which my mother is working... Tells the people downstairs, don't tell Donna. <laughs> we go, I get treated. No one tells my mom. We go home. My dad is sitting up waiting for my mom first thing in the morning when she gets out of work because she worked 12-hour overnights at the time. And she walks in, she goes, what are you doing up? And my dad goes, and I'll never forget this phrase, don't be mad. <laughs> What happened? Derek had an accident. What happened to my baby? Well, so my mom goes, my dad just says, well, my mom goes running through the house, opens my bedroom door, and there's me with an eye patch. Like, like the, like the doctor put on eye patch, like the gauze with like the, the tape around my head. And I had to wear an actual like, yar, I jazzy be a pirate eye patch for like a week and a half. How my dad had to wear one of those. Oh ones. my god! Like this, this was Ninja Turtle time. Like, bro, I was like five. Yeah. Like this was like near the end of Ninja Turtles before the Power Rangers became a thing. Like I had just started doing karate, like because I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. Like this, Man, was, I, uh, I had it bad when I went down the slide once. And you remember, like with Power Rangers, they had like their weapons. Like you could buy like the toy version. Yeah. So the Black Ranger had like the battle axe. The battle axe, right? So I had that. Tell me. Yeah. Uh, well, that was just plastic, but it was at the bottom of the slide, and I went down the slide, and I slid over the top of it and sliced my ass. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Alley Cat, 
Did, what? You, you spent most of your childhood in the cast. Did your parents ever like hide the fact <laughs> that you got hurt from one another? No. No, but... It's hard to hide a cast for six weeks. No, but they didn't. So, my dad is a, t- is a tough guy. And my brother was the first to break anything. My brother decided to take his bicycle over a skateboarding ramp while my parents were on vacation. Anytime my parents go to Notre Dame... Oh, God, yeah. Shit goes weird. Once I got my foot stuck in a couch and my babysitter couldn't get it out, my brother decided to go over a skateboarding ramp and broke his... Yeah, my foot was stuck in the couch. Yeah, it was weird. And my grandpa had to come over and try and get me out. It was a time. Speaking of couches, did any of your siblings, or did you ever, like, take your siblings and pull out, like, the pull-out bed on the couch and then fold them the fuck up in it? (laughs) Never. That sounds fun. We never had a pull-out couch. I did it to my brother once. And... Was that the second time you got your ass whooped by your dad? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. No, but, like, I did it, and, like... I didn't have enough strength to actually like pull it back out. <laughs> so now my brother's fucking stuck in the couch. Man, being a kid is a good time. Right? So my brother decides to ride his bike over the skateboarding ramp while my parents are in Notre Dame. They like literally were just coming home. My brother is coming back down the street. The neighbor like dropped him off and was like, sorry. He broke his collarbone, and my dad is, like, in the living room, like, raise your arm! Raise your arm over your head! You can do it! And my brother is, like, screaming, crying. The littlest brother, so I think I was, like, maybe third grade at the time, so my littlest brother was two, and he started laughing and called the middle brother a baby because he was crying and couldn't raise his arm over his head. So that is my dad's reaction to (laughs) any kind of injuries that we had. To the point where when I broke my wrist at a hockey game, I was tripped and I went like into the boards, got my thumb stuck between the Zamboni doors and it pulled all the way back and I broke the, I broke the small bone underneath my thumb and I'm like telling my mom, we're we're in Rochester, I'm like, mom, my wrist is broken. My wrist is totally broken. She's like, you're fine. I'm sitting, we went to her friend's house in between games because it was a tournament I'm sitting in a snowbank, like literally sitting in a snowbank with my wrist in this snowbank. Like it hurts. I need help. And my mom's like, you're fine. Like it's not, it's not broken. And turns out after getting x-rays and CAT scans, it was broken. And I was like, mom, I fucking told you so. Um, but yeah, what was your question? <laughs> if your parents ever lied to one another about They did not. Or... No, no, they never lied. It was or, more or so head like... Or like... No, it was more so like, what the fuck? Like, can you believe that this kid did this? Like... Mine didn't either because I'm going to knock on every fucking piece of wood that I see. Uh, neither me or my brother, like, broke anything. Oh, kids. God. My middle name was Crash and oh, fuck. Same... <laughs> Like I to this day, I've never been in a cast. So uh, I thought my my childhood with injuries and like getting banged up was pretty rough. She's got me beat to the point that a dude that I play baseball with now um, played hockey with her in like for modified hockey, and he goes, "Yeah, she was a badass. She was either murdering people or injured, and nothing in between." <laughs> so, um, Did your parents ever get you with soap in the mouth? Oh, God, one time. No. One yeah. time. So when I was little, like like a Christmas story type, like my mom would put a bar of soap in my mouth, right? I didn't until... start having a bad, bad language. I didn't start speaking in bad language until I got way older. Right. I'm going to blame me. 
No. But, so she would put the bar of soap in my mouth until I was old enough to realize that. Just put your teeth on it, yeah. I'm just going to bite down on it and hold it between my teeth. Problem solved. Until I had fucking braces. Oh, and no. St- and it got stuck in your teeth. No, one better. She took the bar of soap and grated it like fucking... Oh, oh God. <laughs> your parents always take it to the next level, Gene. Yeah. And then one time she slapped me in the mouth with liquid soap. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that one was rough. Yeah, I got the soap in the mouth treatment one time. Me and my sister like were putting on skits for my parents around the holidays. Oh, my God. Just, me and my brother did that. Yeah. Except the one like we thought we were being funny and talking about like poop and pee and stuff like that and i don't remember what like now okay so you know you both know my cool awesome laid back chill as fuck papa ronnie mama jazz i grew up with christian household mom and dad i couldn't watch red and stimpy because they said crap my teachers said crap but the cartoons couldn't. I don't know how they let me watch wrestling back then. Oh, God. Yeah. But I digress. We were putting on these skits. I don't remember exactly what it was. We talked about, like, there was, like, some play on words about, like, pulling a drawer out of a dresser and dropping it. And then, like, oh, now I'm going to drop my drawers. And I'm going to take a shit. And I got, we, me and my sister both got our mouths washed out with soap. And I, never again. Nope. No, thank you. Yeah. I know. But there, there were more than a few times in my life that, like, being a smart ass had repercussions. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, like, so, so many stupid things that I said. Like, my, my dad, his, his go-to word was damn it. And he like I was watching like he, they were remodeling our bathroom and he dropped a hammer and he said it and I was like young and impressionable and whatever and the next day I'm walking through the kitchen I drop a book and I go damn it and my mom goes Gah! what the fuck did you say because that makes sense right. and <laughs> and I go what and she goes where'd you hear that daddy said it. And my mom went and had words with my father. Or they probably laughed about it because it was probably adorable because I was the cutest little blonde-headed kid on the planet. Yeah. Like, my parents legitimately thought my first word, or one of my first words, was fuck. <laughs> which honestly would explain... A lot. A lot. Um, I'm not shocked by this. I, right? I would walk around the house. As they tell the story, I would walk around the house going, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> but... Meat crab. Come to find out, I was singing the duck song from Barney. <laughs> oh and my I, God. Just, I couldn't say duck. And it, duck came out as fuck. <laughs> that uh, is so great. So you were sparkling wiggles before sparkling wiggles was a thing. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, I'm going to show Fire fuck. I'm going to show you that fucking video. You've here. never seen Sparkling Wiggles? No. Chances are, if you ask me if I've seen something, the answer is probably no. This was like a famous viral YouTube video. Yeah. Though, like. Okay, well, apparently I live under a rock. It's definitely not something that we can share on Oh, God, air. no. Um, it is an adorable little kid trying to say Sparkling Wiggles, and it comes out like effing N-words. What? Yeah. Oh. It's hilarious. It's like this cute little, like, three-year-old little blonde girl, and she's like... Like, 
I love you sparkling wiggles, but it's not sparkling wiggles. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah, moving on. Uh, anybody else have any good like parent stories? Like parents, like this is what they did. This is what they told me, and I believed them. Yeah. Oh, my dad was just always entertaining, though. Like, you get that man drunk. So my my dad didn't drink almost at all when we were kids. Like he his running joke among friends was he's a six pack man. Drink two, spill two, give two away. And that was it. Like there was no not like me and my dad drink whiskey together. We like yeah. you know, he he's got his favorite, you know, he I mean they got a whole a whole ass liquor cabinet, but like like we had a liquor cabinet in the house growing up. There was occasionally like a case of beer for when they would have friends over or like holidays. Yeah. But like that case of beer would last the year. The liquor cabinet had like Uzo from nineteen sixty in it. Like the the bottle of tequila from their wedding. Yeah. That still had the worm in the bottom. Like, like my my dad definitely was not don't get me wrong, he was not a heavy drinker at all. Like he was but like when he was having a good time, he was having a good fucking time. And like I, I'm. It's sad that you've never met my dad yet, um, so like you don't understand the level of what I'm talking about. Um, this is the man that went to Hector's Hardware when my buddy was working there at the time. Walks in the door, sees my buddy at the register, goes, "Hey Matt, I need some glue, the sniffing kind." <laughs> What the fuck? That's like, great. That's just my dad. Like the shit that comes out of that man's mouth. I think that's where I get a lot of my like sarcastic sense of humor from. I never knew how sarcastic and how dry my dad could be, and how funny he was with bad dad jokes until I started making them. And my mother's like, "God, it's like talking to your fucking father." Yeah. See, I never got the bad dad jokes, but like my dad would like combine swear words, and it'd be hilarious like i remember we were like driving to football practice or something one night and some guy cut him off and he's he's he was the type he would lean his head out the window and start screaming i'm like oh you god you fuck not i like <laughs> being like 10 years old i thought you know hearing him say fuck not was like the funniest thing on the fucking planet <laughs> my dad when we were driving my dad has bad road rage and i got it from him 100 percent. like we laugh about it now like when i go over to my I, parents house, i don't laugh about it we laugh about it. I you don't laugh. laugh about it. You laugh about it. Laugh. No. <laughs> you do. No, I am I am an angel. Don't you make that face. Blink twice, if yes. <laughs> I promise he's safe. Anyway. We we have a standing rule. Listen, it's not about being safe, but I do have a standing rule that if you're going to crash the car, do it right. I don't want to limp away from it. Listen, I am right. a good driver. Yeah, hit something hard. Moving on. My dad has road rage, and I got it from him. So, stop laughing at me. Moving on. <laughs> so We need to, like, clip that. Oh, I, I plan and to. we're going to, like, pepper that in. Like, whenever move, we're moving, like, topics on a podcast, it's just going to be Ellie. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, when we were little, my dad, my dad swears, like, crazy now, but, like, when we were little, he really tried not to, so he would call people Jack Bottom. My dad never, never tried to not. My dad was a truck driver. Yeah, no, he did. He oh, tried. Yeah, my... He tried, and he would call people Jack Bottom instead of Jackass or whatever. Jack Bottom. 
Yeah, no, whatever, like, it just, like, I think that's where I don't have the filter, but I don't have the brain mouth filter either, because my dad clearly doesn't have it. So he, he really tried. I mean, it was really funny, too, because my little brother looked at him, he's like, Dad, how do you know his name is Jack? And he's like, was, was that, I that? know Mr. Bottom, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I know Mr. Bottom personally. All right. So this this is the fun. This is a great spot to wrap this up. It's a little bit shorter than we normally go. But this is a great, hilarious thing. Cause like, and this is this is so this is the uh, the psychology behind this. Gene's dad was a truck driver. Allie's dad was a high school football and lacrosse coach and a counselor. Yeah, school counselor. And my dad was the nurse manager of the psych ward of Buffalo General. So you have Deals with kids, so has to find a way to get the aggression out, but still kind of toe line. <laughs> no filter with yeah. my man Rotten Jack here. And my dad understood, like, the psychology behind not swearing, but still, like... Getting his digs in. Yeah, for sure. And, like, now we've grown up, like, my dad still, like, we'll, like, we'll be in the truck driving to the cabin, and he'll be like, and this fucking asshole and i'm like dad you can say fucking yeah <laughs> and like my mom but my, my mom will do the same thing like yeah she does not she hates hates how much i say fuck oh my parents hate how much i swear too but i honestly i blame my fucking dad my mom it's calls me a truck fault. driver no my 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 mom looks and goes i do not know where you and your sister got your mouths you didn't get it from us because they didn't they like the worst thing i heard in my household growing up was damn it or shit I know exactly where I got my mouth, and it was my father. For sure, I, and, and I believe that. I was a that. paramedic for 10 years, and developed a nicotine and caffeine addiction, and then I was in the military, which furthered my nicotine and caffeine addiction and my swearing. You know what so, I gotta say? is Research has shown that the most intelligent people swear a lot, so right? we're all fucking geniuses. Well, cheers to fucking that. Thank you right? for coming to our TED Talk. And it's like, that's why I talk to myself all the time. Like, sometimes I just need an expert's opinion. Amen. Heard that. Yeah. I, I'm i going to go, I'm going to chalk my, my foul mouth up to the fact that, it, like, coaching kids since I was 19, I had to draw a hard line in the sand where I couldn't say fuck in front of the kids. I couldn't swear I that, like. a real hard time at work. Like, obviously, like, you, you come in and you see, like, I, I talk like this with you because yeah. it's just me and you. Right. There's no one else in there. If someone else walks in, it's like, whoop, all right, prim and proper real quick. Right. But, like. Sometimes I have a real hard time. Like I, it's like subconsciously, like it just comes out. I, I'm, I've been struggling more recently, um, but especially when I was coaching like eleven and twelve year olds, I like there was a hard line. Like there was no f bombs. Mm-hmm. There was like, like the worst thing that could come out was crap or damn it. Like that was it. And I did a great job of drawing that line. But I'm pretty sure that I spent so much time coaching it around young kids that I ended up like compacting the amount I swore into when I was like not around kids. And now where I only coach at the high school and I do take some liberties with the way I speak to them because I look at these kids and say, if you can't handle me, you're not going to handle college. Right. Because your college baseball coach doesn't give a shit about your feelings. Like he, he cares about you. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to do well. But he doesn't care if you have a problem with him using some cuss words because yeah, well, get, mommy and daddy if said. If you get butt hurt because your coach told you to hurry the fuck up, 
like maybe college ball or just college sports in the real world outside of your little high school bubble probably isn't for you. Right. And there is very, very distinctly that high, like that bubble around educate the educational world. Uh, but you know, so I, I'm a little bit more loose with my high school guys now and I tell them exactly that in exactly that manner. But, um, I, I would blame that, but it's only gotten worse since I started working at day camp because yeah, I almost got kicked out of a Sabres game once. Okay, it was an it was an Amherst game. Sorry, I got kicked out of a Bills game. I feel like those are stories for another episode. Yeah, but I knocked a guy clean out of a Sabres game though in the stands. Maybe it was a Bandits game. It was a Bandits game. Ooh, yeah. These are these are stories for another show. So, uh, anything else here, guys? No, I think I just want to preface this that I love my parents. Like they are. Great <laughs> oh my god, my parents! My parents <laughs> are absolutely my best friends on this fucking planet. Yeah. Like absolutely my love wonderful. My like would they've done so much for me and I'm gonna do whatever I can to provide for them later in life when they need it. Send them to Father Baker? Yeah, right? You better fucking act right, Mom. <laughs> Father Baker has a nursing home now. Yeah. Uh my my sister does stuff where she like knows all the bad stuff about all the bad nursing homes, so she threatens my parents with that sometimes. Like, listen, get I mean, your sh- get your shit together. I know where the bad ones are. <laughs> I have the information too. I was a paramedic for ten years. Right. So yeah, definitely. There's definitely a whole lot of love at this table right now for our collective parents, and you know these are just some funny and fun stories from our childhoods that, like, looking back, you're like, wait, what? And it this- just makes you look forward to being a parent yourself. Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm the things, so excited the to be things a dad. that you can do and the stories that you're going to have and the stories that you're going to provide your kids. I'm not having kids. That's okay. You can live vicariously through us. You could be crazy Uncle Gene. Yeah. That'll Sweet. be a thing. Yeah. I mean, my brother is expecting like Woo! in August. Oh, so, there you go. Like, so you finally, so you actually will be crazy Uncle yeah, Gene. I will. I will. I will have a little one of my own to corrupt. I can buy him all the toys. Like, oh, you're, you're seven years old now, Jace? Here's a drum set. <laughs> He's... Hereby fired for I, being crazy, Uncle Gene. No, I disagree. No, listen, because if he doesn't buy it for him, I will figure it out. I'm never having kids. <laughs> Moving on. She's lying. I'm, I listen. I just can't wait for a bunch of bearded little baby jazzes to be running around. Bearded babies. Bearded. I'm scared. Bearded we baby jazzes. Fake beards on these kids for like family photos. Hard pass. Oh my god, guys, my future looks scary. Listen, you, you need you to, just you leave, need to it, get you with just it. leave it all up to crazy Uncle Gene, alright? What he doesn't get from <laughs> what he doesn't get from dad, he'll get from crazy Uncle Gene. And listen, they will be the best manicured beards on the planet. I don't wh- You know why? Because we're gonna use the beard struggle. Yes. Just before we do that, just make me a promise. Uh do not bring your kids for a haircut. Until well, they're like at least five. Like until the soft spots healed. Yeah. Gotcha, buddy. Like, until they're like five. Yeah. No, I gotcha. That's some long hair. Five years. You can take them anywhere else before then. I don't want to deal with them until they're five. We'll take them to Kevin till they're till they're five, then they can go to you. I'm still not convinced I want to have kids now after this conversation. <laughs> so. But they're going to be epically bearded. With the beard struggle. It'll smell good too. Yeah. The beard struggle does smell good. You just can't put Viking Storm on them. No. It'll just be weird. I agree. This conversation is painful. <laughs> okay, well, this is the part where we put the promo out there to try to make money for the podcast, so go with it. And you can actually be the, the like the test subject to say how good this shit smells. 
I mean, I do like to smell your face, yes. Right. And my beard is soft and wonderful and yes. well manicured because you of it. You do have a beautiful beard. It's coming in nice and nice and good. And that's I'll get it there eventually. And that and that's due in part to my fantastic barber, who is both Rodden and Jackie. <laughs> Jackish. I'm Jackal. Jack off. Jack off. That's, yeah. that's something. Jack off. That's that's something different. Um, <laughs> so, but the other part of it is because I use the Beard Struggle Beard uh, Scruff Bomb, and it's fantastic. I'm actually almost out, which means I get to graduate to the awesome beard oils and other beard product to continue my beard growth process. Graduate, huh? Tell me how good is that fucking sea mask scrub? I love the sea mask scrub. once a week. Like, that oh is, my god. Oh my god, me too. That's going down tomorrow. Listen, sometimes us guys need a fucking spa day, alright? I, I hear ya. What? Oh shit. Anyway, uh, head over to the Beard Struggle, www.beardstruggle.com and use promo code JAWS15 for 15% off your order and uh, go check that out. Do cool stuff. And uh, Rotten Jack, thanks for joining me, buddy. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not here next week, it's because Allie just fucking killed me because I said that. Allie. What? Thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can find Comedy Botry on the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Check out us and all the other awesome and fantastic podcasts on there on the network, and as always, Comet Debauchery airs on Tuesdays, usually gets recorded on Saturday or Sunday, but we got to record it, edit it, and then send it to the internet. Sorry, I was drinking. Uh, sometimes you got to drink. Grocery shopping day. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Cashier. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? Do-do-do-do-do. Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hamsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think those they sell those here. Uh, must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.